All right, welcome to the next episode of Just About Boxing Jab University, brought to you by I Build Texas. Check out our sister podcast, Jimmy's World. Both shows are available on all podcast platforms. Today's special guest is none other than Austin, no doubt, Trout. What up? What's up, Terry? How's everybody doing at the Jab U? Uh, thank you for having me, bro. It's very, it's an honor to be on here. Man, I appreciate that, man. Everybody's good, man. I done moved up to cold Colorado. <laughs> well, you know, I see you taking taking over, uh, coaching over there, and, and they're in good hands. I hope they know. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. I see you moved as well. You out in Houston, Texas now? Yeah, man, I'm out here doing some training. And while I'm here training, I figure I'll do some training of others. So, you know, I have a couple classes I'm teaching and, and uh, you know, getting my rock steady boxing started here in Houston is the next goal. All right. So it's a, a gym of your own rock steady. Well, rock steady box is a program <clears throat> and it, what it is, is it, it helps uh, Parkinson patients with boxing therapy, so to speak. Okay. So <laughs> me as the coach, I, I just, you know, teach them things about boxing and, and the, some of the, the drills that we do are more so related to help with the Parkinson. Okay. Like, like motor movement and stuff like that. The cross coordination, you know, the, um, we, we have numbers for most of our punches. So them having to think about the combination I just told them, then executing, you know, it, it rebuilds neurological pathways for them. Yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope, though. I, there's a, a manager out there doing something similar named uh, Ryan Roach. They He has a little uh punch out Parkinson. yeah punch for Parkinson's. yeah that's another program similar to rock steady yeah that's dope man um giving back to the community helping others uh where they need help um so i heard you got a fight coming up here soon man i've been blessed uh we have a july 10th date it's going to be in dubai which i'm very excited about never been but it's been on my list um, so yeah, July 10th, we're heading out to Dubai fighting against, uh, Alejandro Davila, 33 and two out of Mexico, next victim on my path to getting another world title. That's what's up. Uh, you've had a long career and I tell everybody, man, my boy, Austin's a throwback. Any man from any land. Yeah. Any man from any land. You fight them all, man. Oh, hey, they can get it. They can Anybody get it. Anybody can get it. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, so with this long career, like I try to tell people that boxing kind of wears on you mentally, physically, is there a bit of point where you're like, man, I'm sick of this. There was, there was definitely points. Uh, you know, when I took my first loss, I was, I was devastated in the way that, you know, honestly, the way that the, the, the boxing world kind of was like, they played me like as if I wasn't in there, you know, like uh, in the fight to Canelo and, and I took everything so personal after that. I never took anything personal because coming up, nobody really even knew who I was. You know what I'm saying? So I would get that all that who, who, but after I felt like I've done enough to deserve the respect and I didn't get the respect, I think that was one of the dark times that I was like, I don't love this game because they don't love you. But honestly, I'm at a point right now where I absolutely still, I mean, I, I don't know what I would do without it. And, and not in no desperate situation, because I've been blessed to, to, you know, spread my money and, and have things work for me. But I just feel like there's a lot left in me. Um, and then, you know, of course, I want to take it to the mountaintop. But I guarantee I'll, I'll be at one of the toppest peaks, one of the closest, highest peaks still. 
Um, and, 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 you know, when, when I don't have that love no more, which is possible, it could be any day. It could be next month. It could be after this fight. It could be in five years. You know what I mean? I might not be able to physically do it, but still loving it. I'm still going to be around it, even if I'm not fighting. Yeah, and I know you're a, a spiritual man, and is that what helps you get out of, like, those funks? Like, man, you know what I mean? Just your faith or your family? Yeah, definitely the faith, uh, you know, family. Um, the faith, especially because I've, I've always said in the beginning when no one listened, like, you know, I'm here for a reason. Like, I'm here to do something amazing. And, and not no shade of what I've already done. I just don't feel like uh, the, the kind of glory that, that I have in mind for my God, through my God, is, is, is still bigger to come. Um, all those things that was done before, there was nothing miracle about it. Maybe the fact that I'm the brother from New Mexico that became a world champion. You know what I mean? That, that's a pretty decent miracle, but, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Nothing like that was, was miracle worthy. So I'm, I'm ready to, to be a, a vessel and a conduit of the miracle to come. And, who, and I feel like maybe it could be that 35 year old world champion, but hey, Nonito Dernier just did that at 38. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Boy, it stopped him in the fourth, man. Man, looked good, too. He looked Quick, sharp. Yeah. Man. Oh, man. Shout out to Nonito Donaire. Another throwback. You inspired me, champ. Let's go. That's what's up. Nonito Donaire uh, stopped uh, Ubali in the fourth round last night. Uh, that was that was impressive, uh, especially for us that watched Nonito come up. So. Sure. Yeah, that was that was a good victory for him. Um, so you mentioned being a brother from Las Cruces, New Mexico, you know, and I lived in El Paso. Uh, it's different for us out there, man. Yeah. How was it, yeah. How was it getting your footing, at least in the boxing world, or just in the community or how was it, man? Um, it was cool, you know. Um... You, I was accepted by most, you know what I'm saying? You catch your racism from some, from the few. Um, and, and really out there, um, it was, you know, Hispanics is predominantly the culture. So, that you know, you, you look at your numbers there. It was, I mean, as far as boxing goes, <laughs> you whooping everybody's ass. It's not like they can say, oh, you can't be here no more. You know, it's just try to find somebody to beat us. And, uh, being, you know, state champion, it was, it was always, like, a very powerful thing. And, and I love the boxing community from going up to Farmington for, for the Silver Gloves state championships to going to Clovis. Because of boxing, I've gone probably to, like, a high number of little towns in New Mexico that people never heard of. And I'm like, hey, I fought there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Socorro. Um, Hobbs, I've been to uh, Los Lunas, Berlin, Bloomfield. yeah, 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 it's a bunch of little towns in New Mexico. New Mexico's a real boxing, also, yeah, also, man, all these joints yeah. I've been to, man, yeah, yeah, New Mexico's a real boxing state. Uh, you're in the New Mexico Boxing Hall of Fame, along with some real great names Bob Foster, Johnny Tapia, Danny Romero, Holly Holm. You amongst that class, man. Yeah. I, you know, I, I appreciate that sentiment as of right now. And I have to, you know, re, re-register at the end of the career. But um, 
I need to do more in order to really truly earn that spot. Doing better than the rest doesn't necessarily equivalent being, you know, one of the greats. And I got, I got a little bit more to prove because, you know, Johnny was a five-time world champion. They remember multiple times. Holly Holm had every belt and, you know, could not be beat. Um, and then went on to MMA and dominated that game for a while. So, you know, you know, these are major feats that, that I look forward to, to the challenge. You know, I've, I've gotten, I've gotten some of it. I'm almost there. Yes, sir. So with all New Mexico success that they got national champions coming out in the amateurs. Angelo Leo too. Oh man. yeah, Angelo Leo got well, yeah, man. Yes. Too. And 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 homie's been looking sharp. Uh I mean, you know, following on Instagram and like you know, I mean his defense, his his speed, you know, he always been, was strong. He's looking yeah. sharp. So yeah, be on the lookout to get that belt back. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, New Mexico had a lot of success. Even in amateurs now, you still got – we throw in national champions every That's tournament. It. Yeah, Ari Carrasco just is a monster. You know, you got little Jocelyn. Had Ayana back then. Fidel was killing it back then. Do you ever feel like, yo, they just overlook us because we're from New Mexico? Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, we always – you know, I remember back in the amateurs when I was amateur, um, and that was like kind of like the Ray Sanchez days, Adrian Lopez, and we had some tough names. So they knew that every once in a while, Matthew Esquibel, you'll yeah. get a tough, tough MF from New Mexico. You know what I mean? But it wasn't known that New Mexico all of them were were good. It was like you know every once in a while you'll get a tough one. And so then I remember when like little Sammy Depache came on the scene, and he was just racking up national championships. And, uh, you know, we kind of started putting New Mexico on the map. And again, that was the same time as Fidel. Fidel was putting in national championship work. Um, New Mexico has always been strong. We've always had a class of some killers, you know? I, I just don't know why we can't fully manufacture because we have all the heart in the world, you know? We just br bred like that. So, you know, I don't know why we can't mass produce enough kills. I think it's because we get lost, they get lost to, you know, football, basketball. Um, whereas they used to just, you know, go to boxing. And uh, how, how do you think as boxing as a sport can attract those kids that are getting lost to football and basketball? Of course, I was living in El Paso and a kid, I'm like, I'm 5'5", 120. I'm playing linebacker for the Cowboys. But like, no, you're not, dog. You no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think just, you know, we got to have some programs that, I mean, look at all the different basketball programs they have, AAU, the developmental, the standard third, <clears throat> you know, there's not really like that for boxing. You just got to come in the gym, start from scratch. And I think there just needs to be more organized programs geared for boxing because, because I guarantee you every kid would love to try it. I never met a kid that, well, no, that's not true. Most every kid is like, yeah, I want to try boxing. You know, there is some kids that be like, no, nah, it's not, it's not for me. And you're like, you know what? I'm glad you know that. <laughs> yeah, you you know yourself. Yeah, I'm glad you know that. And uh, with you started out at Las Cruces Pal, right? If I'm, yep. And that Pal program, y'all were a monster team. Uh, they they made a 
a documentary where they show one of my kids getting beat up. <laughs> one of they show, <laughs> I yelled at Brian about that. Brian, why you do that? Why you do that? Yeah, why you do fight too? Yeah, yeah. I like, why you do me like that? But uh, <laughs> like Lost Proofs of Pal was a, was a real good program. Uh, good lineage is uh, Louis, uh, Rocky. You know those guys. Rest in peace. Yeah, man, that 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 was a real good program. But is the gym closed now? I haven't heard much from Powell lately. Yeah, the gym has been closed due to COVID. You know, they uh, they just really never opened back up. Um, you know, we've had a meeting. I, I am on the Powell board, and we had a meeting, you know, a few months ago, and it was talking about you know, what do we need to do, um, what's the plan for reopening, but that reopening never happened. So I don't think the city wants to reopen it um it's, it's unfortunate there was some great champions including myself that you know got started and finished their careers even though my career isn't finished in that gym yeah uh Siju came out of there that's one of my favorite guys to spar uh, he like beating me up but that's all right man Some guy. Yeah. yeah now Las Cruces has opened up some other gyms uh DA opened up you got Crosstown and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other gyms out there. And yeah, the House of Pain boxing. House uh, of Pain out the yeah at the church. And and it's not a big town, man. Uh, Las Cruces is pretty small, but it's got a lot of gyms, a lot of champions. No, you know each one of those gyms you you mentioned, they all are like really doing their thing. And thank God that they have popped up because the kids that were at Pal they need somewhere to go. Yeah, so, they you know, definitely you do. Have some fighters, you know, influx into your gym soon because. Um, and, and again, shout out to all those gyms and all the coaches there because you coaches, man, from the bottom of my heart, they don't thank y'all enough for your service. And, you know, they think a teacher and they'll think a, uh, <clears throat> they'll think a Marine real quick, but they got paid to do that for real. We coaches usually have to pay to do this. So, you know, we thank you. Yeah, I can tell you from personal experience, man, you go broke coaching, you know what I mean? <laughs> you go broke. My wife used to be like, why are you buying this stuff? I was like, because they need it at the gym. <laughs> yeah, they need it at the gym. So thinking back over your career, you turned pro what year? 2005. 2005, after Olympic trials in 04, you were alternate for yep. 04. Yeah, US, you were U.S. Yeah, national got, champion got 04. To go to, got to go to Greece. I got to... Uh, a witness Olympics got to see Andre Ward win the gold medal. Um, you know, that was awesome. Yeah, like thinking back over that long career of yours, what is the biggest moment you had? I can guess what it is. I'm I'm assuming I know what it is, but the like the moment you had, like the biggest moment in your boxing career. Yeah, absolutely. Is the Miguel Cotto did win. Absolutely. Um, even even in, in everything was just a uh, an experience from the moment and I, I remember I was watching the show Miss Mays when she got the call on her break and, you know he's like you're on tour with me this is it you did it you know go by it and I told my wife I said I know that feeling I remember when Al Heyman called me and told me I got the cuddle fight and 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 he was like yeah also you know we're going on a a six city media tour uh, you know, get you a suit. And I was like, I, re I know that feeling. And I've been trying to recapture that feeling, you know, you know, ever since. So every everything leading up, not just the win, but then how it was just so beautifully played up. And then we get the win and, and 
you know, it, it was definitely a defining moment in my career. Uh, something I'm looking forward to again. This is my Rocky Eight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I, I shed tears of joy when you won that fight. So oh, I, appreciate yeah. that, I was like, that's my dog, man. So he got it done. Uh, we on the map, you know. So uh, yeah. that 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 was a great moment for just people in the Southwest. You know, they hadn't had that. You know, I me. Mean? So I, yeah, I think, yeah. And um, uh, I'm I'm hoping. I pray we can give him another go round. Hey, I hope so too. So over this long career, you ever have a fight where man is just not clicking? You know, oh, yeah. you know, I've had a few fights like that. The fight right before the Cotto fight with Devin Rodriguez. You know, it was I couldn't get my rhythm right. You know, it was uh, it's because I didn't establish the jab. I know now. It's the thing, you know, you got to figure out what that rhythm is, or because or, I'm a rhythmic fighter. Can't just go in there force some ish because it doesn't it doesn't come as fast as reactive. So um yeah, I've had those. And how do you get like out of that? Is it something the coach is saying in the corner, or you just like just like try to fight through it, or is this all hindsight 2020 type stuff? It's usually all hindsight, you know. Sometimes I you know, you just could try to try something different until to whatever it is works, you know, bounce around a little bit, get the jab pumping. Um, usually everything starts falling back in, in, in line. Um, in the middle of that Kota fight, I think it was like the middle rounds, I kind of started just stopping them down. I stopped jabbing and I started getting caught with some ish. And, you know, my coach is like, man, cut that ish out. Get your jab back, get it back on your toes. And so, you know, then it was my coach, you know, snapping me kind of out of it, um, telling me to get back to what work. And, and, and that's what it was. So, you know, you just got to, First of all, you need to know what's going to help you get in the rhythm. For me, getting my jab established and my footwork, because then my distance is established. And once my distance is established, you know what I mean? I could close my eyes and hit you. Um, once I lose that, that perception of distance, I got to get that back, you know? Yeah, like, so me as a coach, I like to talk about the mental aspect of this sport. It's more, much more than the physical. This is a mental sport and is there something you do to like get up for a fight you know what i mean you're not just, just rowdy dudes walk around ultimate warrior wwe type stuff but is there something like a routine or some meditation or 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 something you go through to get you up for a fight honestly i uh usually have to calm down like my my adrenaline wants to start pumping and, and usually if i let it go you know i'll be tired before i get in the ring so, so I, you know, I take a lot of deep breaths. I do a lot of praying. You know, I try to even take a nap until it's time to warm up. Because then once it's time to warm up, you know, let that, let that itch start pumping, you know. Um, so I had never had a, a problem, you know, getting up. The only thing I will say is, like, when I was a swing bout, you know, back in the day when they're like, get up, you're ready, come on, you're on next. Oh, never mind, it's going the distance. You know, sit down, <laughs> Yeah, you know. That that kind of stuff where I'd be dry because I, I didn't know really it work out, but um the adrenaline took over till I warmed up for real. Yeah, and uh I wanna know what point in your life did you like, man, boxing is what I'm gonna do. Um I it, honestly it was like I was 15, it was my first nationals I ever made it to. 
didn't even win it. I just made it, right? I've, I've won the first night, Junior Olympics, up there in Marquette, Mar- uh, Marquette Michigan, with uh, Stash Money, Al... Uh, Al, <laughs> Al Mitchell. Al Mitchell. Stash yeah. Money. We call him Stash Money because he had a... He that thick mustache, pack. yeah. And he has <laughs> a fatty pack. pack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, I remember um, the kid, the, not the kid, the, the man who, who won that tournament, well, he was a kid then. We were 15, 16. Devin, not Devin, Vaughn Alexander. I fought him the next night. And, like, I mean, he won. But I, in my opinion, I could have done better with a little more experience. And I'm like, yo, like, he won. But, like, I was never hurt. You know what I mean? He wasn't out punching me. I think he just, you know, out experienced me, bulldogged me a little bit. And so I was like, you know what? I could, you know what I mean? I could do this. Now I see, like, that was national. This is the best of the best. You know what I'm saying? Um, in my opinion. And he went on to win the na- the international competition, too. Um, and so and, you know, and that's Devin's like, older brother, right? That's Devin's older brother. He the one they called the animal, yeah, with all the tattoos. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he was, man, he was the one. Like, you think Devin's nice. Vaughn was that guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, just like kind of how Adrian Broner, he wasn't even that guy in the amateurs. It was Nuke. It was a uh, yeah. Warren. Rashid Warren, yeah. Yeah, Asian was just, you know, the quiet one holding Nuke's belts almost. Yeah, and then you had... But uh, um, his twin was out there fighting too. I remember that too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Twin sure was fighting. Um, but anyway, it, it's a... Uh, you know, it, it was a, it was an eye-opening experience. And when I saw how good I did with you know, against the person who won it all. I was like, man, you know, that was only like, like my maybe 20 fight. You know what I mean? Nah, that's not like, I mean, we had 40 fights, but at that time, but never no international experience. Only fought here, around here in California. So I, that, that opened my eyes and, and uh, you know, I, I honestly, I never won a national tournament until it was the Olympic year in 2004. That was my first national tournament I won. And, uh, but I got close, you know, I had third place here, you know, second place here. I was close. Do you ever feel like your style didn't fit the area that you came from? Absolutely. Uh, but it worked against the area. <laughs> it was, you know, styles make fights and, and I was able to, you know, just tap around and move around. And, and you think being from New Mexico, like, People expected you to fight a certain way when you got to Nashville, and then be like, "Oh man, he's black. You know, he fights yeah. different." Yeah, that's true. I think so. You know, oh, and not just that, just being um, when they look up my name, Austin Trout from New Mexico. Who? Who? Uh, yeah, I got him. And then I come out, you know, what I mean, start jabbing to death. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That that's what's up. So we've got a fight July tenth. You've got, you said this is Legacy Sports Management. Legacy Sports Management's putting the fights on. We have actually a multi-fight deal in Dubai, which is, you know, I'm definitely blessed to, to have. Um, so first one's July 10th. Be out there in UAE. Um, looking forward to it. Definitely going to, you know, jump on a plane and hit up some spots that are around there because I got to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, part of being a world champion is in the world. You know what I'm saying? Uh 
and you said you have a side promotions. You're working with some other fighters, uh, particularly uh Brandon White. Uh, Brandon White, you know what I mean? Seven and oh, soon to be eight and oh. Um Savion Kent, you got him, you know, two and one. Uh my man's is, you know, both of them very talented, bright futures in this sport. And you know, my my whole goal is really just to 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 help guide them into the best situation they can they can land. You know what I mean? That's 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 our only goal. To get them in a position that they can make the most. That's what's up. At at what point in your career, whether you were still an amateur or already world champion, did you realize people kind of look up to me or or watch me or I got a role model status now that I didn't have before? It really didn't hit until because like all right, I won the, the world title in 2011. And I remember like at that point, I was like, yeah, it's going to be popular because when I won it in Mexico, man, the, the airport went crazy, taking pictures, you know, lining up. They, they had to shut it down. It just got crazy in there, right? Because they just saw the fight. But then when I got to, to America, it was crickets. Nobody cared. So <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't until like I was on Showtime. I fought the um, Laporto. Uh, I think that was when I realized, like, look, I'm just, I was just on Showtime. You got to move differently now. You know what I mean? People seen you. People saw you. People are going to watch you. It's time It's time to make sure you, you – I mean, it's not – I don't want to call it fake, just being aware because I want to represent who I really am um, in the best light. Yeah, and that's what's up. And I, I see you're a good role model. Uh, my son watches you a lot. Uh, the fight with Jared Hurd, he cried, man. I had to like hug my son for hours, like, hey, man, sorry, right, man, he's still okay, man. I appreciate that love, man. For real. shout out to TG3. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. He's a big, big, big fan. Uh, he tell everybody he know Austin Trout. So, uh, like, you've had a long career. You you're influencing <laughs> other people, and I know people watch you if you had to tell somebody something about getting into this boxing business, you know, I'll miss you going to tell you, get a lawyer, you know what I mean? But like, what would you tell somebody that has kind of decided or they're on the fence, man, I want to box for a living. Well, make sure you have another job. First of all, because I mean, in the beginning, definitely it's a side hustle, but it's a full-time job. At the same time it's a full-time job that will only pay you in the beginning maybe something like a side hustle so have another job probably unless you're blessed to have a sponsor or a some type of backer investor then uh you know that's that's great but perfect that craft uh, a lot of people get caught up in, in the, 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 the cool looking stuff you know and they don't do the things that actually work mitts are cool but you know you got to hit that bag I mean, it's not as flashy as fun, but I mean, look at look at Canelo. He gets better every fight. But this man, he drills and drills and drills on the bag. It'd be the same thing over and over and over again, but he does it, you know, enough times so it's a beautiful reaction. The thing he knocked out uh, this last fighter with, uh, Saunders, I've been watching Canelo hit this uppercut bag with that shot probably a thousand times over me too yeah i seen him yeah so do that 
You know what I mean? He's with the greatest power power right now. So do that. Do what he does. You know what I'm saying? Perfect that craft. Drill, drill, drill. Make it a reaction. And it is you at the toward the top of the game. Is there somebody you watch still? Oh yeah. I, I watch them all. Canelo, Charlos, um, you know, like Haney, I was watching Haney fight. Oh, he did good, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He gave him what the people wanted, I thought, because he could have made that easier. Or yeah. easier. Yeah, you know, he got he got touched a little bit, and people was like, oh, man, you going to chill. Man, everybody get rocked, man. It happened, man. Lenares <laughs> dropped Loma. Like, come on. You know he could punch. Yeah, well, Lenar is a four-time world champion, too, and some of the most beautiful offense in boxing, man. In the game, man. They, that really – people sleep on how good Jorge Lenares was, is – um, King Ryan ran away from that ass whooping. I think I don't know if King Ryan could have done that with Lenar. Yeah, uh, I, there's a lot of questions to be asked uh, about his career, but um, I don't want to keep you too long because I know you got a fight coming up. You're in camp, so you need to rest. But hit the people with your social media handles and and give one last message to all your fans out there. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at No Doubt Trout. Um, at No Doubt Trout. I told my fans, there's another, I got a six fight deal. I'm ready to go. Um, been training for the past four months and like I'm in shape, I'm sharp. Uh, I'm ready to make another run. So that feeling we had, whooping Kodo, we're going to catch it again. That I promise you. God willing, all praise to be most high Elohim. Thank you guys so much. All right, man. I appreciate it, Austin, man. I like talking to you. I really appreciate you for joining me. Thanks a lot, man. Later. All right.